We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Peace with the Process. I hope you have genuinely enjoyed your uh, Christmas, your holidays, whatever it is that you're celebrating. I, I celebrated Christmas, obviously, and it was a really great time. Had a lot of a lot of great time with family, uh, gave a lot of good things, got a lot of good things, and I'm excited to now look into welcoming in the new year. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm done with 2020. Um, I've kept a pretty optimistic approach on this whole year. Um, I know that there have been people affected in millions of different ways with everything that has gone on throughout this entire year. But um, from my perspective, and I, I've chosen to keep my perspective this way, it's uh, it's definitely been a learning year uh, for me. Um, I've been blessed. I've been challenged. Um, and I'm excited to see what next year brings as well. So, and it will not be for lack of planning. Um, I know a lot of us that are listening into this are going to be, you know, putting in New Year's resolutions. You're going to be looking to get reorganized. There's a lot of, you know, redoing things or you know, kind of refocusing in on on what your goals are. Especially, you know, having an eye-opening year like 2020. You know, ironically, uh, 2020 vision. You know, I think it really did open a lot of eyes uh, this year. You know, some things that we maybe needed, some things that, you know, we need to get better at. So take that as an opportunity. Let's start this year off in a great way. And I think to end the year, I think we'll have a really good guest for you on today's show. We have Mr. Chase Tuning. Now, he is a uh, health coach turned podcaster, and he merges the two phrases together and calls himself a coachcaster. So I thought that was clever. We get into some really great ways to get started on your health journey. So take a listen. Now understand we go into depth on a lot of specifics and details as well uh, in some of these categories that we talk about. So if what you need to do is just get started on something, then just get started. Don't worry about the details and the specifics right away. That will come as you start to build your habits or as you start to look deeper into what you're wanting to implement. So you know, don't let this episode overwhelm you, but let it get your mind thinking about some of the better choices you can make coming into 2021 about your health. And as always, I want to thank everybody for your ratings and reviews that you have left on the show. They are extremely appreciated. Uh, if you have not left your rating and review yet, please take just a moment, pause this episode, just pause it right now and head over there and uh, write us a rating and review. It is, uh, again, extremely appreciated. It helps get this podcast out to other people who can benefit from the topics that we're talking about on this show. And stay tuned till the very end of the show. Uh, Chase doesn't discuss it, but I was able to have a, a conversation with him after the show and get you guys a discount 
code to his um, to what he has going on for uh, podcasters, people who are wanting to get ready to become podcasters. So hang out, wait for the end, and I'll drop that code for you so you can get some of that. Speaking of discounts, gifts, promos, all the good things that we talk about on the show, I'm wanting to do a whole lot more coming into 2021. And I want you to be able to get it firsthand. I know you guys are busy. I know 2021 is going to be a busy year for you guys. You're going to be filling your routines with uh, with new things. You're going to be going out and doing new adventures and you know looking to accomplish bigger and better goals. So I want to make it easier for you. I know sometimes you don't always have an opportunity to listen to the episode as soon as it comes out on 6 a.m. Central Standard Time on every Tuesday. Um, but you want to make sure you get the benefits. You want to make sure that you are able to, uh, you know, hop in on a contest or an opportunity to win something. You know, take an opp- take opportunity of the uh, promos and things that we have going on. So I have set it up on the website peacewiththeprocess.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you will see there a uh, subscription blank. You can fill in with your email address to sign up for our Insiders Access emails. Sign up for those, and I will send you over the link to today's episode immediately when it drops. So every Tuesday at 6 a.m. You're going to get all the gifts, promos, tools, resources from that day's episode, whether it was discussed on the episode or not. And that's going to be packaged up for you right there in the email. Now, anybody else is going to be able to get this information, but they're going to have to go to a couple different places possibly to check that out and to find that out. And you can find that uh, into a page I'm going to be working on building, which is a resources page for the website as well. But I want to package it up for you guys so that you can have it all in one place right in your email inbox and you can click a link to whatever it is you want to take advantage of from today's episode. So if you have not checked out the website, head on over there, peacewiththeprocess.com. And scroll down to the bottom, get yourself signed up to get those emails. I'm not going to bombard you with emails. These are going to be every Tuesday at 6 a.m. letting you know, hey, today's episode is available. Here's a little bit about what we talked about. Here's the links to go listen to it right now. And then here are the things that you can look into about our guests, some of the resources or tools that they're offering or that we are providing on today's show. So check it out. Head on over there. Fill in your information. Get signed up, and I'll get those to you every Tuesday morning. So without further ado, let's get Chase Tuning on the line. All right, Chase, it's great to have you on the show, man. How are you doing? Uh, Blake, a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Uh, It's good to be here. Like I was telling you before, just kind of playing catch up, literally catching my breath today. Um, Just back back from holidays and a little bit of travel, and I guess today's my Monday, so insert whatever Monday mood (laughs) I guess you normally have here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Well, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving and the holidays and all of that. And, yeah, uh, getting settled you. in nice and, nice and tidy. Yeah, man. So uh, I want to definitely spend a lot of time talking about your knowledge on living a healthy lifestyle. That's, mm-hmm. you know, fitness, uh, you know, eat what we're eating, diets, you know, all, all that. Snazz. Um, all the health. But one of the things, yeah, absolutely, all the health. Um, so tell us how you got to be this coach caster. How did you get from where you started out to what you do today? 
a lot of job changes, I, I guess, technically. Um, but I, I say that I just perpetually got better at paying attention to what I really, really enjoyed doing. And then that coupled with figuring out how, how to do it on the regular basis, how to do it for a living. So really just years uh, of learning how to better pay attention um, to what I wanted to do, to who I was, to what interested me, to, to how I showed up with my, you know, myself in my day, how I showed up to the people in my life around me, damn sure how I showed up to my, my clients and my audience. Um, and instead of just trying to always stay in that box of trainer chase of coach chase of uh, podcaster chase of just whatever it was that I was doing instead of just trying to just, you know, stay compartmentalized, just taking a step back every once in a while and really figuring out, well, how, how can I kind of blend all the things that I love to do the most um, personally? Because I think if we can live and damn sure work out of fulfillment and happiness every day, it's just our quality of life just goes through the roof. Um, but then also the tricky part is, you know, the latter part of that is, you know, make a living out of it. Um, who wouldn't want to just wake up and just have fun, you know, every day and just magically have, you know, rent paid and groceries and uh, maybe take a vacation every once in a while. But it was just through years of paying attention to what lit me up and, and what I could really let go of what was, you know, holding me back, what was a disservice, but more importantly, what was what was a disservice? Where was I being a bottleneck and being a disservice to my clientele and my audience? Uh, and how could I just grow for them and, and with them, really? Um, so uh, to kind of like directly answer that question, um, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of job changes. You know, I, I went from being a active duty soldier in the military intelligence community to being a student, uh, to being an intern, to being the guy working in the gyms, uh, wiping down the equipment, leading the group exercise class, training clients, washing towels, um, to, you know, working with, you know, large organizations and, and coaching them on an employee wellness level to clinical metal, clinical models, uh, working with people side by side with their doctors to, to this, talking into a microphone, um, a lot of different hats over the years. And just, like I said, then finally figuring out how to, instead of just taking them on, putting them off, putting them on, taking them off, there we go, uh, how to kind of just, you know, make one that fits for the day for everything that I want to do. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, figuring out how to kind of get out of your own way or that there were mm. some things that you needed to uh, identify in order to, you know, really get past some of those mentalities uh, that you may have had back then to bring you to where you are. Uh, could you divulge into those a little bit and, and, and tell us what some of those were or what some of your, the ways that you got out of that? Yeah. One, as soon as you ask that question, one that comes top of mind that I, I think a lot of people can maybe relate to is I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I get that promotion, when I get that new title, when I get that fatter paycheck or when I get a fat paycheck or just even a paycheck for some, for some people in instances going from, you know, intern to employee, um, it, that's where my mentality was. And it was not until I, I really had my back against a wall in terms of just being, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I was just so overworked and undervalued. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to say that because the job I'm talking about specifically here 
was really my biggest identity. It's what I did for the longest period of time. I was a health coach and I ran this wellness department. I was the wellness director for this, this medical practice. You know, we had many multiple offices up and down the East coast and it's hard. It kind of pains me to say overworked and undervalued because I wasn't like a lot of people where I hated my job. It's just like, Oh, you know, my boss is an a-hole or, you know, they don't value me or I'm never going to be happy. I was happy. I loved my job. I loved what I did. I loved the people that I worked for, the team that I oversaw. I loved that aspect, but it was just everything else that was just draining that from me because of being overworked and undervalued. And so for me, it was just a matter of, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when, you know, I finally just put in enough time and, you know, I get the next promotion or I get a raise that next raise, or finally somebody is going to recognize me and give me that, at a boy or employee of the month or, you know, all the kind of traditional forms and measurements of success and happiness that I at least was kind of, you know, raised to think was the truth, you know, outside of the military, of course. Um, and that's just not true. I'll be happy when that never comes. Um, you may have more money in the bank. You may have a longer title, you know, on your placard, on your desk. But I, I realized that as those things came for me, I still felt overworked and undervalued. And it was because I wasn't able to, to act on the things that I wanted to do. I wasn't able to create certain programs. I wasn't able to engage with people on the level that I wanted to. I wasn't able to kind of like take my role and to take my team into the, you know, kind of the next phase, this next wave of health and wellness and physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. Um, and I had the realization that, well, that's just, that's what I want, Chase. That's not what this organization wants. So I can't keep beating my head up against this wall and just hoping that they're going to change, A, and B, someone's going to give me this form of, you know, success and accolade that, you know, is going to make it all worth it. So I stepped away. Uh, I was like, well, <laughs> I need to just kind of do my own thing, I guess, then. Uh, so that's when I began to kind of build my my exit strategy and that whole side hustle to, to entrepreneur thing kept creeping up. And um, yeah, then late 2017, after almost four years, a little over three years, you know, I stepped away from that role and um, started doing kind of everything I'm doing today. Journey we spend a lot of time talking about on this show. Mm. Uh, you got you to gotta completely get rid of that. You know, you got to get rid of that. I'll be happy mm. when mentality and start getting things moving in the right direction. Um, and, you know, in the same, in the same breath, you know, realistic, you know, realistic with what it is we're expecting and understanding that it's an, it's an infinite game. Mm. There's no end date to what, when we achieve this, I'll be, I'll be happy with everything that, uh, I've done in life and I'll be able to just yeah. sit back and, and hang out. So yeah. I, I love, I love that. So I, I definitely want to do a lot of talking about uh, being healthy. So I know our listeners are looking for ways to create a better version of themselves. They probably, you know, all goals in mind. Um, but in your professional opinion, uh, what is, what are some of those daily 
practical things that mm. we can do to make sure that we're living a healthy lifestyle um, and to make sure that, you know, we're not taking too much advice from mainstream and, mm. and chasing something that has uh, just been watered down over the years. Speaking of watered down, how to get some of that high quality H2O in here. Um, yeah, I, I'll, st- I'll start with that. I, it's funny. It's it's water now, but it, it was my it was my iced coffee here. It's just now it's iced coffee, water slushy, um, water for damn sure. Uh, I'll I'll hit a few just kind of like fundamentals. I think everybody could probably, if we're being honest, could probably use more of or maybe just a higher quality version of. Um, and then I'll kind of get into some other things, but definitely water for sure. I think most people this day and age are we are running in a dehydrated state, whether we don't realize it or not. Um, and how that can probably look or rather feel, uh, is, are you snacking more? Do you feel like you're hungry more often? Uh, the initial stages of like very early dehydration, uh, actually manifests physiologically as hunger. Um, where the body is still kind of differentiating between what exactly do I need? And we interpret it typically first as, oh, I'm hungry. I got the munchies. Let me go snack on something. Um, so if you find yourself snacking more often, you do, maybe don't know why, if it's not just, oh, I know I'm bored or I kind of got, you know, in between meal, you know, syndrome, um, you're probably going through very early initial stages of dehydration. So I, I think flat out, everybody could use more water, more quality water. And I will say also that m- more, more focus on a timing of water. Uh, speaking of dehydration, first thing in the morning, we as humans are all in a dehydrated and fasted state. Uh, we desperately need a quick kind of influx of water. Uh, for me personally, I down about 32 ounces in, you know, within the first couple waking minutes of, of every day. Uh, and I'm, that's what better way to start your day? What better immediate first thing to give your body than the thing that is lacking the most? And that's good clean, pure water, if you have access to it. And after that, I think most people could benefit from a flooding of micronutrients, superfoods, uh, finding, you know, doing your homework on and resourcing your own quality, super green, super reds, kind of superfood blend in a water source is a great way to kind of couple those two together. And, you know, honestly, if you did nothing else uh, other than start your day off with water and or more water and then a high quality superfoods, um, you, you'll do that for, you know, even just one day, most people will go leaps and bounds, but just consistently you will see and feel such an amazing benefit in your mental acuity, your cognition, your, uh, your focus, your energy, your gut health, your immune health, just overall vitality. Um, and thirdly, I'll, I'll say sleep, honestly, if I had to really, I'll, I'll pick, you know, those top three there. I think so many of us are going through and look, don't get me wrong. I love coffee. I grew up my family in the coffee house business. It's in my veins. Uh, I, I monitor my intake. You know, I have a caffeine cutoff time in the afternoons. I have a caffeine cutoff amount in terms of milligrams. Um, I love it, but I don't abuse it. And I also don't want to become dependent on anything. Um, but that can lead to, you know, dehydration that can lead to overstimulation that can lead to definitely infiltrating and sacrificing your sleep quality. And for me over the years, through all of the things, um, as I have shifted more of a, a priority and the majority of what I focus on in my personal wellness hierarchy, sleep is king. Um, 
if we all could just drink better water more often, get in the morning, get some you know micronutrient superfoods in, and then just make a priority our sleep. Uh, again, you will be amazed at what a good night's sleep can do. And I'm not saying add an extra hour. I'm saying figure out what you need to do to get more quality sleep. Um, quality meaning having less disturbances in the night, meaning not having to get up and go to the bathroom, meaning, you know, hopefully laying down in one position and waking up in the same position the next day. You're not tossing and turning. You're not having disturbed sleep, latency and sleep. Um, feeling you should, as human beings, we should all wake up and, you know, give or take a few seconds to kind of, you know, stretch, wipe your eyes, whatever. We should wake up and be ready to go. We shouldn't be dragging ass. We shouldn't be groggy. You know, we should wake up and be ready to start the day. And if you're not, that is a sign of poor sleep quality. That is a sign possibly of adrenal fatigue. You know, look at, you know, the day before, when did you go to bed? When did you last consume caffeine? How much did you have? You, you could be overtaxing certain systems in your body. And that's not to scare anybody. That's just a very simple kind of reverse engineering process that we can go through to figure out what's working for me and what's not. Um, I'm not saying if you wake up and you're groggy, that means you have adrenal fatigue and you're, you know, a caffeine addict by no means. But those three simple things right there, if we all just made a little bit more of a focus on, especially hydration and sleep, for sure. Um, sleep has been linked to studied clinically, anecdotally, for damn sure, you know, personally speaking, uh, so many things that we can quantitatively describe, but also qualitatively, you know, we can look at hard data and numbers in terms of, like I said earlier, you know, disturbances, REM cycle, uh, deep sleep, but also, you know, looking at, at mental health and gut health and obesity. Uh, so many things go on during our sleep processes um, that we're only now beginning to fully, fully understand and scratch the surface on. Uh, it's when we cleanse, that's when our lymphatic and glymphatic systems in our bodies go through an entire cleansing process head to toe of cellular waste of biochemical waste of healing of memory storage of just everything um, recovery if you're you know training and an active person you can be beating your muscles down all you want in the gym but if you're not getting adequate sleep you're doing you're shooting yourself in the foot in terms of you know, strength gains, hypertrophy, recovery, mobility, so many things. Um, and I could, I could just keep going on sleep for damn sure. But, um, but then I'll kind of wrap it in a bow and say, how would, I, how would I recommend everybody to get healthy? What are some simple things that we can be doing? Just find a thing that works for you. Um, whatever it is that you can do, whatever tiny little healthy habit that you can create or you can, you know, manipulate maybe something you're already doing, a habit you already have, whether that's a five second ritual in the morning or a 30 minute wind down experience at night. The most important thing anyone can do to improve their health is to do one thing consistently, um, because in that moment, in those few seconds or many minutes, everything else will become clear. You know, I'm not saying immediately, but over time you will realize by just pausing and taking a breath and making time for yourself we will finally be able to let our bodies talk to us. Um, I, I believe, and I say all the time, that our bodies whisper long before we ever finally pay attention, and we only do because it eventually starts screaming at us. Um, so if we can pause and just pay attention to the 
the energy levels, the, the aches and the pains or like how good we feel and just take note of that. So we know what to keep and what to adjust. Um, we can drastically reduce so many things like inflammation and chronic fatigue and obesity and even certain chronic illnesses and diseases, even just feeling good. Uh, I mean, people don't know, I believe truly how good, good feels and until you can, create it for yourself. You can carve out one little healthy habit that will show you everything else that you need to pay attention to in your life. So I, I can give you a, a you know laundry list of things that, you know, this superfood or, you know, this liquid or this mo mobility exercise or this yoga practice, all these things are out there for us to kind of latch onto and learn from and to, to adapt and to infiltrate into our daily living. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find what works for you. Uh, because it has to be yours and you have to be able to do it consistently. You have to be adherent and you have to want it and you have to know why. Um, because at the end of the day, like it's just, then it's just somebody telling you what to do. <laughs> and I don't know about you, man, but it's not long until, you know, I kind of push back and like, well, why am I doing this? <laughs> Who are you to tell me what to do? But it, once it, it comes innately and you have that personal experience of this is what I did, this is the change that I got because of it. This is the result that I got. I mean, that's that's just the compound effect for a healthy life that will last you a lifetime. Yeah. Now, I, I I agree with you. There's there's so many things that go into just those three, mm. you know. Uh, but not just those three. There's still more things we can tack on and tack on to further oh, yeah. grow and, and grow to the next level and the next level. And I agree. Definitely sticking with something that you know. Start with the first step. So for anybody on the show that's listening, you know, you've never made a conscious decision to really get healthy or you've kind of went one foot in and then took the other foot out on your, on your, on your attempt. I think that two of the best places to start would be the water and the sleep. Mm. So seeing as uh, sleep is something you definitely uh, have some insight on, I definitely want to spend some time on that sure, before yeah. we jump, before we jump into that. You had mentioned about drinking water and good quality water uh, if we have access to it. So talk to us a little bit about the quality of water uh, that we're drinking and maybe some ways that we can make sure we're uh, being more cognizant of the water we are drinking. Yeah, good question. Um, and water quality is actually an area um, that's kind of resurfaced for me and it's like of new interest. I'm kind of reevaluating it through, through meeting a lot of great people that are more experts more, have higher expertise in hydration than me. Um, people like, you know, definitely people can check out Tracy Dews, this hydration expert, got a you know PhD in integrative nutrition. Um, and actually earlier today, I had an interview on my show with um, Darren Oline, um, this incredible superfoods junkie podcaster, author. Uh, he was on this show with Zach Efron on, on Netflix called Down to Earth. That was just incredible. Um, and it, him and I were actually talking about that, you know, access to water, access to quality water, whether that's a third world country or even, you know, in a modern country like America. Um, not, this might, not to sound hypocritical, but yeah, adding more water into your day is a great thing to do, but just being mindful of that quality, you may be doing one good thing now, but over time, like that water source could be doing you a disservice. It could be, you know, you know, chemicals that could be treated properly. It, it could have a lot of things that over time, you know, compound in a negative way in the body and just 
attribute to, contribute to uh, cellular waste or your body's inability to get rid of cellular waste. Uh, Certain things that have no business crossing cellular membranes and really getting in and and infiltrating and manipulating us at the cellular level. Um, But some things do need to, you know, I'm learning more specifically around what does it mean to have structured water? The actual molecular structure of water has an influence on where and how it is, you know, navigated and distributed throughout the water, um, our, our body. Um, what broken water, broken water molecules can be doing for or against us. Um, you know, things like alkaline, things like, you know, ionized things, you know, a lot, a lot of trendy words going out now that you can buy, you know, walk through any health foods aisle and you can see all these different labels on different water bottles. Um, but for me, it just comes down to just, uh, you know, quality filter. I think most filters that you can get running through your tap water are going to be above and beyond just coming out of the tap. Uh, certain cities across America have done a lot over the years and decades to improve that. I know New York State, particularly New York City, has one of like the cleanest, best water sources out of the tap that you can get. I have family there. I go there and I just pour a cup out of the faucet, drink it, no problem. Um, you know, kind of looking through the reports on my own to, to know that. Um, but, uh, you know, really it's just good quality water. Uh, I won't even get into the debate of, you know, should you drink cold? Should you drink lukewarm room temperature? Some people always say, you know, it's bad for your digestion or some will say, oh, it actually, you know, causes you to increase your caloric burn because it's, you know, at a different temperature in your body. I, I, I think that's getting into the minutia a little bit, but for me, it's just, yeah. Do you have just a kind of filtration in place? Um, but also be mindful. You don't want to strip the water out of it entirely. I'm a big fan of mineral water. Um, having filtered water shouldn't be, you know, demineralized water. Um, there are a lot of things in natural water, like natural springs that are great for us, like a great natural spring water, mineral water. Um, they're kind of meant to be included in those water molecules because their molecular composition depends on it. And then when you look at human beings and how much of us, how much, you know, we are water and how much we are minerals and how much we are literally just these compounds found in the dirt um, that are naturally found together. And then when they are together, just coexist, like they're naturally found that way, but also uh, when they're broken, like, look at what happens. You know, we look at, you know, um, the, the dirt, the soil, the plant life, you know, when all those things are broken down, you can kind of just see the effect. And well, if it's not good for a plant, if a plant can't live off this stuff, uh, you know, I certainly don't want to as well if I have a choice. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, just basic little things like that. Um, you know, getting a $20 Brita pitcher uh, or, you know, boiling it yourself, really, uh, I guess if you have to, but just, you know, good, good quality <laughs> water, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually saw the episode, uh, with Zach Efron that you're talking about where Mm. they, uh, they sit down and they really go through the different types of water, some of the different qualities and some of them have different tastes and things like that. One of the strange things that I noticed on there, um, which is, which is why I was, I was happy to hear you say that, you know, one of the best things you can do is just get a good filter on a, on tap water, Mm. because there's a lot of bottled waters that, are worse for you than tap water. Mm. And I think that's one of the, the, I think that's one of the things most people think that I'm drinking bottled water because you know, the tap water is gross, but yeah, but you're missing out on probably a lot of good minerals, obviously, you know, do your your homework on what your local filtration filtration system is like and and what they have got going on in your systems. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then you get so into the whole other let's, de- let's debate of like plastics it. and stuff. You know, I, you can get a good quality yeah. bottle of water, but you know, the plastic, you know, what's that contributing to? Um, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, you know, keeping, you know, kind of a reusable metal bottle always within arm's reach myself. But um, yeah, then you, you got to worry about where and how long was that plastic stored? Was it stored in a temperature controlled climate? room or was it exposed to sunlight or you know even fake light for x amount of time and those you know chemicals and plastics can actually leach into the water so i mean that's a whole other rabbit hole right right yeah absolutely and and yeah you know guys listening to the show in your body because you've been having nothing but a glass when you went out to dinner because you didn't want to spend that extra money and get a soda I mean, definitely make sure that you're just getting water into your system to get started. Yeah, yeah, true. Then start figuring out. Uh, but no, definitely for those of the, those of the listeners that uh, that do go that extra mile, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a firm advocate for people who, uh, you know, they're doing the foundational things and they're ready to take a step into the next one. Definitely start start looking into water. Hundred uh, percent. Let's move on to sleep now, and talk, yeah, let's move on to sleep and talk about some of the practical things we can start doing to to get better sleep. And I think one of the things that I'd like to start with asking you, um, what is your opinion on the mattress? I think a lot of people Mm. tend to take the least effort approach to their sleep and say, well, if I want to get better sleep, I just need to go up there and get a better mattress. Um, Let's start with that and then, you know, maybe debunk some myths around any of that or, you know, what your take is on all that. Yeah. So to the mattress point, again, I love how you, you know, prefaced it with the water of you got to start somewhere. Right. And someone listening could be like, oh, nothing's ever good enough. Well, I'm drinking water. Well, it's not the right water. It's in plastic. Like, no, like that will come. Right. Just start with one thing that is within your control now and then you will learn you know how to make the the next best step later um so when it comes to a mattress i've gone through a lot of mattresses in my life uh and i definitely think that getting a good mattress for your body type and something that is actually you know comfortable uh can do wonders because that is what you're going to be laying on initially and you you do physically need to get to a relaxed state uh, and stay in a relaxed state you need to stay in a cool state so uh, mattresses have come leaps and bounds over the years um, that can adapt to your body that can you know you can have one side firm and your partner side soft that can be climate controlled that can be all of these things so I, i think there is a lot of value to be had in researching and investing in a quality mattress um, I, I don't think that, you know, any coil mattress really this day and age, it could be wrong, uh, has any place in, in the home. Um, coils just, they're, they're natural little pressure points all throughout, you know, in theory it makes sense because, oh, you can kind of like, it can alleviate, but most coils, you know, they're really, really stiff and they'll actually, they may give a little bit so you can have more of a contouring effect to your body, but they're actually adding a pressure point and over time, you don't want that. That's how a lot of people have, you know, unexplained back pain, hip pain, neck pain. Um, but even to go further, you know, it can be very comfortable, but be mindful of what is in it, what it's made of, what it's dipped in, what it's sprayed on with. Uh, a lot of these 
finishing agents and compounds and chemicals um, are, you know, formaldehyde and flame retardants and all these things that can, yeah, yeah, you don't want to go up in flames in your mattress, God forbid, you know, your house caught on fire, but you know, you could be getting great quality sleep, be very comfortable, but your, your skin could be exposed to things. You could be inhaling these very, very minute molecules of things that on the box, on the label are going to say, pass this test. It's fine. But then go a step further. These are the things you really want to investigate more on because, well, this company said it is, you know, certified formaldehyde free or certified chemical, you know, low level. What does that mean? Because in mattresses and like a lot of things in the nutrition world on nutrition facts and ingredients, there is a surprising amount of wiggle room of what is considered acceptable. The margin for error, the margin, you know, of they're allowed up to X amount percent of certain ingredients before they have to, you know, ban it or put a warning label on it is pretty surprising. Um, me personally, I'm not okay with any level of a lot of these harsh chemicals and known toxins and things that are, you know, linked to things like Alzheimer's and dementia and psoriasis and um, a lot of, you know, chronic pulmonary lung diseases, just a lot of things that we are exposing our skin and our lungs to on a regular basis. Because look, you spend about a quarter of your life asleep. You spend about a quarter of your life on your mattress. So you may not think about it day to day being a lot of time, but when you're looking at your lifespan, years and years and years and years and years of your life is spent laying down on this thing. So what are you exposing yourself to? Um, so I, I think investing time, energy and resources into a quality mattress can do wonders. Uh, and I will say a lot of them nowadays uh, have, again, gone leaps and bounds beyond um, even just, you know, 10 years ago of what's in them. Um, I actually, it's, I, I had an interview last week um, with this company called Eight Sleep. And they have probably one of the most high-tech mattresses I've ever seen um, of the cooling, of the temperature adjustment, of, you know, his and hers or his and his, uh, you know, comfort level changes and just the data that it can collect. It's like a smart mattress. You know, it, it can, you know, sync to when you're waking up naturally. It can naturally alert you to wake up. Um, it was pretty powerful uh, in terms of how it can integrate to like your Apple watch or your smartphone and detect certain levels of, you know, temperature change and activity levels and, um, you know, even your schedule. So it can kind of allow you, to, you know, it can work for you in the background. Basically, it can be more aware of what you're doing without you even being fully aware of it. Um, so yeah, mattresses for me over the years, I've, I've always invested pretty heavily, you know, a couple thousand bucks, you know, you know, every several years, you know, it's not one of those things you got to buy every six months, you know, you really should only need a mattress, like what, every five, 10 years kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, what there used to be a commercial on TV was like, uh, if it's over eight, you need to replace or something yeah. like that. So catch yeah. a jingle to it. Yeah. And that's what I always thought of. I said, babe, is our, uh, is our mattress over eight years old? <laughs> but so I guess, you know, you make a great point. And I hear people say this all the time, you know, the bed is where you spend a quarter of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's something you need to make sure that you're investing in and you're thinking uh, heavily about because it has such a big effect on mm -hmm. you. It's where you're spending a quarter of your life in. And it's that statement that gets me out of the mindset of, um, you know, I'm good with a you know, memory foam roll up that I ordered mm. from uh, Walmart for 150 bucks. And, uh, you know, I'm comfortable on it, but is it optimal for 
a quarter of my life. Yeah. Uh, could it be better? You know? So, uh, I definitely see the benefit of a notch, uh, looking into, um, some deeper studies and so let's transition out of the mattress and into what we do on a daily basis. So mm. we, we do our research, we get a mattress and we try it out, you know, um, and I guess before we move on, do you have, are you, do you advocate for any particular mattress or anything like that, that you would suggest anybody take a look at or, or anything like that? Um, over the years I've had several, I've had two Tempur-Pedic mattresses, Absolutely love them. Love them, love them, love them. Uh, I currently have a Lull mattress. Um, total disclosure, uh, I've had it for about two years. Uh, it was a gift. Uh, I did a promo video for them. So, I mean, so I, I was compensated with the mattress. Um, but I, I truly do love it. It's very comfortable. It served me well. Uh, it has a lot of the check marks that I like when it comes to what's not in it in terms of cleanliness and chemicals and stuff like that. Um, so I've been on a lull mattress and been loving it for the past couple of years. Uh, but I gotta say, like I said, um, that interview with eight sleep, this, this company, uh, eight sleep mattress company, probably going to be my next purchase. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And well, with all the technology you'd say that they have in it, that might be somebody's, next level option yeah kind of like with the yeah. whole water thing you know Tempur-Pedic would be a great great place to start and then start cranking it up uh you know as, as you kind of get that itch for more um cool so let's talk about what we're doing in our daily lives that is uh you know keeping us from getting good sleep we got the mattress we got a good mattress yeah. now we need to make some changes in our daily activities so uh, the first thing i'll say to get a good night's sleep is it starts in the morning when a lot of us, and this is going to sound weird for some people, we're, we're tired, but we're not tired. You know, we are, we are physically exhausted, but our minds are going a million miles an hour, or we have stimulated our, our systems beyond a level of realistically being able to come down in the time window that we want to fall asleep. So the best way to get a good night's sleep is it's got to start in the morning. So I would say if you can, as much as possible, wake up every day at the same time. In an ideal world, we would just wake up naturally. We would wake up when our bodies are good and rested and you know we don't have to hit that alarm clock and roll over. Um, I haven't set an alarm unless I need to catch a flight in about two years. I, I wake up pretty much every day between like 6.30 and 7.15 a.m. depending on you know how much sleep I needed. Um, so start your day off right. You know, try to wake up the same time every day, as many days as possible. After that, I would recommend as soon as possible, ideally within the first like 20 to 30 minutes of being awake, get out immediately into sunlight. The humans, human beings, and like most other animals and even plants around the world, um, that sunlight is a direct signal for many processes in our body to begin to work and to put others to rest. Particularly for us humans, it's our hormone. It's it's what sets our hormonal clock. It's what triggers our body to begin to, hey, slow down and stop that melatonin. Let cortisol come, <laughs> come awake. Um, cortisol gets a bad rap. Uh, it, it can have negative side effects, but it is responsible for so many bodily processes uh, for fight or flight, for digestion, for basically like running most of our organs in the background. Um, but that trigger, it, it only happens through 
the, the, the sunlight that comes into our eyes and triggers our central nervous system. So get up the same time of day, as many days as possible. As soon as possible, get outside into the sunlight. Uh, try to get, you know, 10, 20 minutes if you can, just whether that's just your face, whether that's, you know, you know, in your birthday suit or as much as much skin exposure as possible. But definitely you don't want to be looking directly into the sunlight. You know, you can have your eyes closed, but just, you know, it works the same way through through skin absorption to a certain degree. Uh, also, that's a great way to help with vitamin D production. Uh, sunlight hits our skin. And actually, we naturally will produce our own vitamin D through uh, this enzyme, this uh, catalyst called cholesterase uh, that is only triggered through sunlight in our skin that is the precursor to vitamin D. And so it, that can help with so many things. So maybe you're not actually tired. Maybe your sleep health isn't really all that bad, but you're actually just really low in your vitamin D levels. Vitamin D has been linked to so many things, uh, especially related to mental health and just our overall mood and happiness. So these are all things that I'm talking about ways to improve your sleep, but they just compound and stack in so many other beneficial ways. Um, so, and then beyond that, I would, you know, again, I'll just recap again, wake up the same time as many days as possible. As soon as possible, get sunlight. As soon as possible, then get water. Flood your body with the minerals, the hydration, everything it needs. Um, and that's really, that's the start to it. Uh, after that, you know, kind of walking through the rest of the day, I would say just be mindful of when and how much you are consuming caffeine through tea, through coffee, through uh, energy drinks, through chocolate, through, you know, caffeine is in a lot of different things. For me personally, I have a caffeine cutoff time at the latest 2 p.m., if I'm going wild and crazy, like I'll go as late as like 3 p.m. Um, but ideally, between noon and two for me, I'm capping my caffeine. I'm no longer. I'm, that's going to be my last serving if I'm going to have another one. Uh, and then be mindful of your milligrams. Um, a very very high day for me if I'm wilding out nowadays is probably about 300 milligrams, maybe 350. If you know I'm back home, shout out Compass Coffee DC, and I just got to get my fix. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm being mindful of having a caffeine cutoff time, which I think most people should, uh, and then being mindful of how much you're consuming. Uh, and to this, I'll say first, don't try to change your entire life. Just be mindful of what your life looks like. So maybe just day one is just taking inventory of, right, this is actually when I woke up. This is the first time that I saw sunlight. I didn't drink water for three hours until after I woke up. Wow, I had four cups of coffee. I didn't realize I was drinking that much. Just, you know, kind of take inventory, establish your baseline, and then just, you know, adjust accordingly. So um, be mindful of when you're having caffeine and how much, um, because caffeine has, for most humans, about a six-hour half-life, meaning if, you know, I have a cup of coffee, let's say at noon, and it has 200 milligrams of caffeine, by 6 p.m., there is still caffeine running in my system. So there's still about half of that dosage. So that would be the same thing as me at 6 p.m. consuming something that has 50 milligrams of caffeine, which is going to have a lasting effect. So, but that can differentiate, you know, you know, you man, you could have a half life of 12 hours. It could be in your system way longer than it is for me, or you can metabolize it very quickly. Maybe it's only like a four hour half life. Um, you know, there are ways to test for that, but just, you know, for me, I found just that 12 PM to 2 PM cutoff time is pretty magical. Uh, and then the sun as powerful as it is, as a cue in the morning, it is just a powerful cue in the evening. As the sun begins to set, be mindful that like, this is the time that I need to be kind of winding down for damn sure. No more caffeine. 
reduce light as much as possible, reduce screen exposure as much as possible. Uh, if you are going to be watching something or on your phone, there are a lot of great, you know, I use blue light blockers here. I've been staring in front of my computer all day. Um, if you have a smartphone, an Apple iPhone, there's a thing called night shift and it will actually, you can go in based on your GPS location, sunrise to sundown, it will diminish the blue light exposure. So you have more of like a yellowish hue on your phone. Um, you know, we're, Turn down the lights in your house, uh, warmer lights, as if you're going to have any instead of you know bright white. Um, and then really the magic time for me is that one to one and a half hours before bedtime. So me, I like to be in bed, falling asleep or reading or whatever, you know, around 10 p.m., between 10 and 10.30 really. So my bedtime ritual then will be about an hour and a half to one to one and a half hours before that. And that's just, you know, throwing all my blue light blockers to really just keep the blue light from infiltrating my eyes. And again, stimulating, like I was talking about earlier, that cortisol response. I want to be letting my body know, hey, I'm ready for rest and digest. I'm ready for that melatonin to come back up, cortisol to come back down. Um, and then even using certain things, you know, like chamomile tea, valerian root. Um, you can try, you know, CBD products, magnesium, um, reishi mushroom, you know, certain things that can re even help you more, you know, adapt and become more calm, lower cortisol levels and ease into sleep. Um, that, that's kind of how I'd walk somebody through sunrise to, to sundown kind of sleep routine. Also temperature. Oh, two more quick things for sure. No, I love it. Temperature uh, and, yeah. and color. The cooler your room, you can make it the better. Ideally, we want to be between like 68 and 70 degrees if possible uh, and as dark as possible. So when you're getting into bed, you know, crank down the temperature a little bit, make it as dark as possible. And I would highly, highly recommend getting a, a blackout eye mask, a sleep mask. Um, it's incredible. Okay. I've threatened to give my wife one because I get up earlier than her and yeah. I end up hitting a light and uh, yeah. she does the, uh, she does the vampire shriek. Yeah. She does the vampire <laughs> shriek and I hit that light. Um, but I'll definitely be telling her about the cold. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely be telling her about the temperature though. Uh, no, I, I love, I love sleeping cold. She hates it, uh, but we, we manage. Uh, and the, um, so one of the questions I have, so, Waking up at the same time every single day. I'm a big advocate for that. I tell people all the time, yes, weekends mm. too. It does not matter if that's your day off and yeah. you plan on not doing anything. Yes, Wake sir. up at the same time. You will get rid of the Monday blues by doing that. Mm. Um, and so, but then you mentioned that, you know, you, you've gotten to a point where you can wake up, uh, you know, kind of naturally without setting that alarm. What is your take on how to get to that place? Because I have a theory that, uh, only old men and uh, <laughs> military veterans can do that. <laughs> so I did not join the military, and I guess I'm just waiting. Internal clock wakes me up. Yeah, you know the the army guy in me is uh, you know still there for damn sure. Um, you know I spent six years active duty, and uh, sleeping in back then meant yeah, man. If I woke if I slept into about like six a.m. That was amazing. It was wild. But uh, yeah, old habits die hard for sure. But to get there, I mean, it takes it takes resetting literally your biological clock, your circadian rhythm. It, it takes consistency for your body to be able to, to get to bed at the same time, to fall asleep at the same time, to get enough adequate 
quality sleep, that it can go through the cycles that it needs to, to recover, to heal, uh, to dream, to do all the things. And then when it's done, it can signal to us, hey, guy, girl, you know, insert consciousness <laughs> and, and wake up. Um, and so, it, you know, I'll say one, it takes consistency to get to that point. Uh, and two, maybe this is just me personally speaking, it, it takes kind of a level of dominion over your life and over your day, over your relationship, over yourself. Uh, it takes a level of self-mastery, I think, that is a constant practice um, to get to a point to know that, to really to give yourself permission to do that. Uh, for so long, I thought that, oh, I need to set my alarm. I need to get up. You know, winners, successful people only get up at 4 a.m. every day or 5 a.m. every day. Or, or if you're not, you know, on your computer in your inbox grinding within the first 20 minutes of waking up, then no, you're going to lose. Um, it was really this kind of continual practice of self mastery and getting clear on who I was and what I wanted and how I was going to choose to work in the day and show up in the day and the things that I needed to get accomplished versus the things that I wanted to get accomplished versus the things that I, that I just thought I was supposed to do, right? You know, what social media tells me, what all these other spheres of influence tell me of this is what it takes to be successful, what you have to do. Uh, it takes a lot of letting go. Um, for a long time, especially in, you know, my, my entrepreneur journey, the first like two years, setting my alarm, you know, waking up, you know, doing all these things, immediately getting to work, and then now for the last year and a half, almost two years, like I said, I haven't been setting an alarm clock. I have clear, I have a clear breakdown of what each day is, what I'm doing. Um, I've gotten to a point now, and it, it, this takes work, people. It, 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 this isn't just like, you know, me being <laughs> this unicorn. Um, it, takes, it takes work to realize that. And so once I was able to kind of detach from false outcomes and false forms of success, false, false measurements of success, really, I was able to just really let go. And, and, and that takes a lot of worry and anxiety and stress uh, off of, I got to get up, I got to go, I got to do work, I got I to gotta do all the things. Um, I was able to do more by realizing that I, I, you know, I could do less, you know, I could do more with less, really. And so that took away that, that need, that compulsion to just get up and go. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, that, that is what piece of the process stemmed from, you yeah. know, having that, that thought process in your mind that you got to grind, 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 and you're just burning yourself out. You know, you're, you're yeah. putting more weight on yourself than you need to. And, uh, pop, uh, contrary to popular belief, that's not the way to get things done in the long term. There may be seasons where, yeah, hey, you got to wake up and you got to grind it out, but yeah, not, not, not forever, you know, yeah. not even for, not even for longer than, I mean, if you got to do it for a month, maybe two go for it. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a, it's not a day in day out every day of the year type thing, Yeah, man. I think that's a awesome cap to, uh, to the episode, as you can tell yeah. my tiny efficiency apartment while I'm waiting for our house to be built is filled with liveliness. Now dogs <laughs> bark in the wife's home. Uh, um, I know I how that goes, did. man. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> I spent the first year of my show yeah. in my tiny closet and, uh, I mean, yeah, sirens and dogs and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. thanks for your, yes. making it happen, man. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. I'll have to have you on again later on down the road. Uh, man, you're a wealth yeah. of knowledge. I didn't even get to get into uh, your podcast because I think that as a podcaster or coach caster that you call it, <laughs> uh, I think that people like uh, people like you who you absorb knowledge from all different types of people. Mm. Um, and there's definitely uh, a lot to be said for, for people who learn from other people. They absorb it and they apply it to their daily lives. Um, and I think that you definitely have a lot more to talk about. So, uh, let everybody know where to follow you. We don't have enough time to cover everything, you know, on this episode, <laughs> but they can uh, check you out for themselves. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. It's been a great, great being here. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is a very similar in, in, in the content that I talk about and the conversations that I have and the interviews I conduct on my show. Um, I'm a podcaster now really is how I describe how I spend most of my time. My show is called ever forward radio and we put out, episodes three times a week now every monday wednesday thursday we're on every platform apple google spotify um and it's all about health wellness fitness nutrition mindset personal personal development professional development entrepreneurship military it's just you know all these things that i kind of describe that help us live a life ever forward and you you said it man you know that's really the nail on the head is you know being a sponge um just learning as much as i can from from others and unique walks of life and areas of expertise and then you know wringing that sponge out through the podcast um and sharing it out with other people so that's where i'm at and uh other than that i'm, I'm always hanging around on instagram at chase underscore tuning you can find me there awesome man yeah guys check him out and uh do some binging uh you know figure out what it is that uh that you're trying to implement into your daily routine and your your process you know, look up something you're interested in. I have no doubt uh, Chase has had a guest on the show who is talking about it. Um, and I hope to be there one day right alongside Chase because uh, he's got he's definitely had a lot of great quality guests and uh, has been doing it for a while. So it's been an honor to have you on, mm -hmm. Chase. Um, I really appreciate it. Blake, my honor, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. What a wealth of knowledge. You know, I've always appreciated people who take it upon themselves to learn from others. And I think that's a big thing that Chase has done throughout his career. Obviously, there's a lot of um, you know learning and development you have to do in order to get into the health coaching industry. And then his decision to move into podcasting so that he can interview other people in the health industry as well as several, several other industries. He's interviewed, um, you know, I want to say hundreds of different people. And I think the knowledge that he's soaked up from all of these individuals, gone out and explored himself, I think that he is definitely a, um, a valuable guest on our show. Um, and I'm excited to hopefully have him on again in the future. And we can talk into a little bit more about other things that, uh, that he's picked up over the years of doing podcasting. So also, here's what you guys have been waiting for. Operation Podcast. Now, this is something that Chase put together to help people who want to get involved in the podcast industry. You want to uh, create your own podcast, you want to start podcasting, and you're not sure where to start. Chase has a uh, 101 course that you can go through and you can figure out all the basics, get set up with everything that you need. Okay, now that's a that's a very cheap course, uh, very easily uh, gone through, and you're going to have a, a lot of your really good foundation. You're going to be confident in your ability to start a podcast. Then he has his 201 course. 
okay so this is going to be for a lot of the different support that they are able to offer you this is going to be for kind of in the trenches information that you guys are going to be able to get and really build that confidence that you know you're going to be building a quality podcast that is very likely to become you know heavily listened to you're going to grow listeners by following chase's process we've had a few people on the show who have actually done their podcasting through chase's operation podcast so if you're interested in starting your own podcast you need to check it out head on over to chase's website and use the code operation 40 that's 40 percent off of your course that's a huge discount okay so go ahead check it out um, this is going to be an investment into yourself. If you're wanting to start a podcast in the year of 2021, this is a perfect time to do it because you've got a 40% off code to a very accredited uh, system that Chase Tuning has developed. Now, Chase's podcast um, gets you know so many downloads, several thousands of downloads, and he's doing very well for himself. The people that have taken this course and used some of his services for their own podcasts are doing very well, and I think you will benefit a lot from checking this out. So do it. Check it out. Use the code. That's Operation 40. Again, if you sign up for the emails, this information right here will get emailed directly to you. Everybody else has to listen to the episode and they have to listen to the very end to get that information. So, but if you head over to uh, peacewiththeprocess.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and sign up for the insider's access emails, you will get that code emailed directly to you as well as all the future uh, episodes that we have on anything like this that we do that we typically keep to where you've got to listen to the full episode to get that information. You don't have to with the insider access email. So check it out. All right, guys, I am getting ready to get packed up for a trip to Colorado. I will be there Monday through Friday. My wife and I and um, some other friends of ours, we're going to go out and hang out in Colorado. We want to see some snow. Texans never get to see snow. So we're excited to go up there, do some sledding, do some uh, a little bit of mountain climbing a little bit there and just kind of walking around and uh, you know, enjoying Colorado. So we're going to go do that. I've got to hop off and get packed because we leave tomorrow morning early at 3 a.m. So by the time you're listening to this, I will already be halfway there. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Peace with the Process. I will still be doing some work and uh, answering any messages. If you guys do head over to peacewiththeprocess.com and you want to sign up for those emails, but you also want to ask me any questions, you want to uh, you know, find out what are some things that you could get started in 2021, and I'll be putting together some resources, like I said, over the next couple of weeks from all of our guests and uploading that. That way you've got all the resources from uh, all the guests that we've had on the show so far, and I'll upload those as we get new guests going on in the future so i'm excited to offer that to you guys all you gotta do is head over to the website if you just wanted to use the website it'll be there like i said in the next week or so i'll be working on that and you'll be able to pull up the resources page and check out everything that our guests do and any discount codes and things like that um will be available now those you'll still have to listen to the episode if you're not signed up for the emails so if there's a discount code within the episode and you're not signed up for the emails, 
you'll still have to listen to the full episode. So make sure you check out that uh, subscription. And guys, let me know. Is there anything else that you think would be of value to you as a listener? I want to hear your feedback. Head on over to the Facebook page and the post that we uploaded for today's episode, the teaser video. Tell us what you thought about today's conversation with Chase Tuning. I want to hear what you thought. What are some things you're thinking about implementing into your routine in 2020 or some things that uh, you want to fine tune or dig deeper into. Uh, I want to hear about that. Let's get a discussion started. So guys, I got to head out. I love you all. Thank you for being on the show with us. Have a good one.